You're listening to the Empowered Woman, Badass and Unfiltered Podcast, a place for inspiration, empowerment, and personal development. Showcasing badass women from all over the world, giving tips on personal development, mindset, and healing. I'm your host, Olivia, transformational success coach for spiritual female entrepreneurs. Now let's dive into this episode. Welcome back to the Empowered Woman, Badass, and Unfiltered Podcast. Is fear something that you battle with? I mean, honestly, I think we all do. And if you have a lot of changes coming up, you know, there's uncertainty always, not just now, but always. And um, you're, you're kind of looking for some guidance, maybe. Well, today I have Allison Sutter. She's a teacher, author, and spiritual mentor. In addition to writing several books, her online classes have reached over 5,000 people worldwide. Allison's signature book, online course, and one-on-one mentoring mentorship is called Accelerate Your Mojo, Seven Simple Steps to Ignite Intuition, Shake Off Fear, and Unleash the Real You. And today I brought her to you because um, there's the only guidance that you need is from within. Her links are in the show notes below. Allison, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. It's going to be fun. Absolutely. So, you know, I know we talked before and I know you started um, your career off as a teacher mm-hmm. and and then you shifted and you, you went to many things. So just go ahead and share your story. Well, yeah. I mean, I was a teacher. I started out in elementary education and, you know, I thought that's what I was going to be doing forever. I ended up getting a master's in administration. I was like, you know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to change the system. And yeah. And then I had kids and that blew that whole thing in the water. And I stayed home with my kids and I raised my kids because it was financially not feasible for me to pay someone because I was in the private system in Chicago not the public system. So my, my years of, of service didn't translate. So whatever. So I stayed home and then I went into holistic health and I got a check certification as a holistic lifestyle coach. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to do the exercise coaching. I don't want to do the food coaching, but I really like this other thing, you know, this spiritual kind of thing. So I dove into that world and I ended up hooking up with somebody who taught me everything I did not want to do how I did not want to engage with people, how I did what I did not want to teach, how I did not want to price my courses, you know, all this stuff. So I get, I get on the flip side of that experience. And of course that was, it was pretty tumultuous and kind of painful and a growth experience. And then I get to this point, like, what am I going to do? You know, what do I want to learn and what do I want to teach? What I want to learn is how to trust myself and how to do that through this lens of intuition. So I really dove into that. And, you know, I wrote a bunch of courses to figure out, because as a teacher, having been in standardized education, I knew it doesn't work. You can't, you cannot standardize children. You cannot standardize people. You have to independently organize something for them to grow from. So I took what I knew about what didn't work and what did work in standardized education, what it meant to really learn something, not just memorize and pass the test. And then I tried to bring that over into this realm of personal development and say, all right, if I write, if I write a course, which is an independent online experience, which is tough for people, it's tough. I want them to end up on the other side, feeling independent, feeling stable in the concept and feeling like they can walk through that 
um, concentration of information independently and feel good about it. From what I can tell, I did that, right? And so the, from there, after I kind of had my voice and writing curriculum for the personal development world, I went and I said, you know, specifically, I want to work with teaching intuition to women because it's super, super important. You listen and trust yourself. It's really the only guidance you really need. Um, and men have it too, but I just wanted to work with women. And then, um, you know, transforming fear when it shows up because you're never going to be without it. But when it shows up, if you understand what it means and how to move through it, you'll get to where you want to go faster and, and with greater joy. And then the third thing was, I'm like, I really need to be myself. I, I, I don't want to emulate anyone else because they're already done. I want to be me and I want to sit confidently and comfortably in who I am and offer that. So those three things are what I set out to learn for myself and then bring that to the self-help world with the ultimate goal being independence, not codependence as a mentor, but independence. So that's how I ended up here. That is awesome. And that's a really a good way to like wrap that into everything because I, for instance, so many people go through the school system and they are truly indoctrinated into just the follow the leader, not necessarily becoming one for their own lives. And then it's like, you know, you find people get out of college and it might be like, that's when they first hit their first realization, like, oh crap, I don't know what to do. Who's going to show me? Like, you know, they, they want the maps to life. And then, I mean, that's part of the reason the coaching industry is such a great industry yeah. because it does help that. And I, I really believe that we're living in an amazing time since we have access to so, to learn so many different types of things. Um, but yeah, so people, they get so led and, and confused on who, and, and then there's all the childhood trauma that they have. And, you know, they, they want to fit the mold. And, you know, you see that so much in corporate America as well, that they want to fit what's, you know, worked for so long and they neglect who they are at a soul level. And that's why it's great that people like you teach spirituality and all, all of these things for, on a holistic level and, and help igniting that. And also like, how do you, how, what are your techniques, some of the techniques that you use to get, getting past that fear? So fear is an interesting concept. It's like, if you just Google living fearlessly and books on Amazon, you will find a lot of titles that encourage the belief that you can live without fear. So I think many people are sort of stumbling through feeling like a failure because they, they re-experience fear in all of these different topic areas. Like, you know, they, they feel like they've done something wrong because they haven't reached this pinnacle point where I'm now fearless. It's like, you can't be fearless because fear is like a color of the rainbow. It's, it's a part of the spectrum of emotion. And if you want to, we can talk about a different way to look at fear or what we call negative emotions that takes it away from the form of judgment, fear being bad or fear being negative, negative being bad, positive being good. Like those are terms of judgment, right? Do you want me to go into that a little more? Oh, absolutely. Because okay. I've got my own things that help me, but I love to hear the specialist tell me. So of course. Okay. 
right. So normally people do this sort of judgment call and then they end up feeling bad because they feel fear and then they feel like, you know, I should be feeling positive. But let's just look at it from the structure of the energetic resonance of these two things. Like not judgment, not good or bad, but just the structure, like a building kind of framework thing. Negative energy is meant to be separative in nature by its nature. It pulls things apart. So when you're feeling fear, it makes sense that you feel alone. It makes sense that you feel like nothing is working because the structure of the energy is to pull things apart. So it's pulling your experiences. So they feel like they're farther apart. It feels like you've got a long way to go. It feels like, you know, all of these things that you look through when you look through the lens of doubt and fear and anxiety and all these negative emotions, positive energy is by default an integrative energy. It pulls things together. So when things are going well, you feel a sense of abundance. You feel a sense of things are just, you know, snapping in place. It's just working. It's happy. You know, it's rolling along. So by default, those are the nature of the two energies. Now, if you look at, so I'm going to go real spiritual on you, but I'll come back. Okay. Hey, I'm here. So, consciousness is a stream of energy that exists in uh, all the universe. It's a very, for, for lack of a better word, broad perspective. If you take a negative, what's considered to be a negative framework and you place it on your consciousness, it, it's like putting blinders on. So it's separative, right? You are separated, separated, so to speak, from a, from a sense of feeling. You're not really separated, but you, you have to sort of separate your identity from the broader perspective of you, or you could never have a physical experience because you would remember how amazing and, and part of all that is that you are, and you would not have this limited experience. So by default, being human is a lens of limitation. It's a lens of separation. You won't have the other lens till you're dead. It's not going to happen. So we're in a lens of limitation. We're a lens of negativity, what we call negativity, a lens of separation. It is by structurally, it's, it's structurally part of our experience. That should be like a breath of fresh air because, oh, wait, I'm not doing anything wrong by feeling scared or annoyed or jealous or angsty. It's simply a lens I'm looking through. It's not the real me. It's just a lens. It tells me what beliefs I have active. Oh, okay. You mean like when you have a gas tank, it tells you how much gas is in the tank and you want to know when it's full or empty? Yeah, exactly. You want to know where you are on the emotional spectrum because it tells you what beliefs you have active. You can change a belief. That's easy. That's not hard. So that's kind of a mini lesson on how I view the structure of things like fear, which we term a negative energy, just means this is, you have an active belief about something. Maybe I don't think I can do that. I have imposter syndrome. I'm not good enough. I don't have an experience, like put into that sentence, whatever you want. And that's usually where fear comes out because it's, it's, it's like a Play-Doh machine. It's like beliefs are like Play-Doh machines where you stuff it in the top and you put a shape on the end and you crank it and it comes out like in a circle or a star or energy that's being cranked through a machine. And the belief is like the shape, whatever the shape is, it's what you're cranking out. And sometimes it looks like fear and sometimes it looks like joy and sometimes it looks like appreciation, but you can take that off and put something else on anytime you want. I, this, what, okay. What you said now, it might, what I interpreted and, and what I, I got from a lot of what you said and my recent experience with fear is fear is okay. All emotions are temporary. Yes. And fear being an emotion is temporary. 
and it is an indicator. And a lot of times we feel fear when we're out of our comfort zones. So it's an indicator for growth. That is really, I know that that's like not exactly what you said whatsoever. No, that's but, exactly what I said. But, but like, that's really how I'm interpreting that. Like, and, and from my recent experience of it being, you know what, this is your indicator that, okay, you're out of your comfort zone. And what does your brain do automatically, subconsciously? What does it automatically do? It tells you, oh no, let's keep you safe. So that separate, the separativeness that you were speaking about with the negative emotions, mm-hmm. that's also that feeling that your subconscious mind gets because it's in danger. It's in, you know, survival mode. And um, yeah, there's, I know that there's different, you know, ways to switch out of that indicator or, you know, that feeling. So what would you say would be some of the ways to use that energy that you have and shift it? So part of my work is about recognize the individuality of each person. So I never give house. I can tell people what works for me, mm-hmm. but I can, all, but I also say here's, so when you feel that you, the term out of your comfort zone, what's what, in my opinion, what's happening is when we go out of our comfort zone, what we activate are the beliefs of limitation. I can't do this. I don't know what I'm doing. Like I have no experience. That's a, that's a belief of limitation. Um, so one of the things that I do when I work with people is just, we just, the reason I do it over the long term is we have to have that life experience to recognize when this stuff is coming up and then just be like, all right, that's just a belief system. You can change that. And you know, it's there, you know, a belief systems there. I don't talk about actually subconscious I talk about active and inactive. Cause it's simpler. Okay. Um, it's, it's like, to me, it just is like the, the realm of the subconscious can be so big and so unknown that I teach it sort of like it's either active or inactive. And you know, a belief is active because you can feel it or what shows up. That's it. That's all you need. If it's inactive, forget about it. It's not affecting you. No big deal. So if it's active, you can feel it. So if you feel it, if you're like, oh my God, I feel that thing. Okay, good news. Very good news. And then you can ask yourself a question to say, what would I need to believe is true about myself in relationship to this topic or situation to feel the way I do that will usually expose what the belief is. Or you could say, if I move forward in the way that I want to, what am I, what am I afraid is going to happen? That's another way to expose for yourself what the active belief is. And then you can start, it's like Play-Doh because beliefs are, are just things you keep thinking over and over again, but you can stop thinking it. You can change it. It's easy. It's not a big deal. So then you just go, all right, so what would I want? What do I want? If, if it, maybe it's imposter syndrome. Maybe you're like, you're out of your comfort zone. You're like, oh my God, I totally can't start this business or I can't do this speech or I can't talk to this new person or whatever. Cause I don't feel like enough. All right, good. You know, we can say like, is that really true? Or, you know, where did you pick that up? Or there's, you know, just start playing with it. It's just figuring out how it works for you to switch it. And if you want to do actions, I encourage you to get in touch with your intuitive guidance that's the thing that's going to, that's going to, that's going to offer you what inspired actions to take because your intuition knows what you're resistant to, what you're most allowing to, what you're afraid of, what you're not afraid of, you know, what you're into, what you're not into. And it's going to come through, at least in my opinion, it comes through in ideas, curiosities, thoughts, impulses, you know, throw something in your path and goes, that looks like a great idea. 
you know, stuff like that. So it's like, I teach people the independent part, like, you know, let's figure out, you know, how you can get clarity, how you can tap into that intuition so that your movement is always an inspired action, not a should action, not an action, not a fear, but, you know, in finding what that feels like to be, because a lot of people that I work with, they're leaning on the should actions. I should be doing this. I should be doing, I should. If you're leaning towards the I shoulds, what I'm going to always invoke in a person is clarity about their inner guidance, how it's coming through for them, how they can lean into that trust, because that's where the inspired actions are going to come from that are most effective. So yeah, so leaning into inspired action, that's what I always encourage and try to evoke within people that I'm talking, even on podcasts, you know, if I'm working with someone, if I'm just, I'm leaning, I'm, I'm never letting them think I am the best source of information, but I want them to pull from themselves what works for them, because I don't know what all your beliefs are. I don't know what you're resistant to, what you're allowing to, but you do. So let's work with that. Hey, this is why you're on the Empowered Woman Badass and Unfiltered, because we empower people, right? <laughs> yes. yes. But I love that. Thank you for all of the um, examples. I love examples for people to actually take and like use it, like actively use like right now, because it's, it's mm. so important to actually help them shift from being in a fearful state because so many people live there. Yes. It's their normal. And it's and they yeah. they're so reactionary. And and when they live in that that fear state, it's like they forget their soul. They forget their intuition. Like it's just like what ask myself, what? <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. Um remember too that we've all been indoctrinated. In the someone else has the answer methodology, right? It's called standardized education. So it's okay if you don't trust yourself right now. It's okay. We we, we all we all go there. We didn't start there. As someone who worked with preschoolers in, in kindergarten, we didn't. None of us started there. But the big people told the little people that they had the best answer, and the little people bought because they're little people. That's what they do. They buy in because you're bigger, taller, stronger, louder you have the answer. It's okay. It's fine. But now it's time for the individual to follow their own path, to develop a relationship with their intuition. So I would ask anyone listening to to write down, what is my relationship with my intuition? What is it? How do I define it? Where am I? I need to know where I'm starting to get clarity. Am I just totally in like, I have none, which isn't true. It's just, you don't think you have any, but you do. I can give you a story about that if you want me to. Oh, of course. Okay. So my oldest daughter, and this is sort of an analogy for this. My oldest daughter, who's a sophomore in college, she has always been kind of a messy person, like stuff here, piles of books there. And we developed um, a a habit of calling her someone who, who didn't pay attention to details when it comes to her environment and surrounding. Like she wouldn't know if I cut my hair or, you know, this and that. So she was looking for garbage bags one day and she spent 10 minutes staring at the closet and they're literally sitting right in front of her. She's like, well, I can't find the garbage. So I come up, I'm like, right here, honey, right here. Her belief that she was a person who could not pay attention to details in regards to the environment like this was so strong and thick. She could not see herself as someone to be able to find the garbage bags that were right in front of her face. 
We have beliefs as individuals and our narrative about ourselves will blind us to the ways in which our intuitive guidance is already coming through 100%. We have created a narrative. And I know that because when I did my um, event for intuitive, I did an intuitive masterclass back in February, I brought 20 women and we talked about it. And when I um, polled people coming to this, they told me, I don't think I'm intuitive. I can't trust it. You know, I could read you a list of the things that people told themselves, which are beliefs. They are beliefs that are creating an experience for self. You know, if you say to yourself, I don't, I can't transform a belief. I'm just going to stay stuck forever. That in and of itself is a belief. Like it, it's what's forming our experience. And so we need to loosen those up a little bit and, and start to play with the idea that maybe we are intuitive. Maybe beliefs aren't as hard to change as we thought they were. You know, maybe I can be my authentic self and find confidence in that place of being like, maybe I can, you know, just change, start to change the narrative a little bit. Being safe to feel that you, it's okay to change your mind on yourself on your limitations on so many different things. Like some, some people need to know that it's, it's okay to even just change their mind on that. Like a lot of people that I mean, it's like, I've always done this. I've never done that, which is very similar because they have those same belief systems that, that keep them where they are, but they, they can't get where they're going or where they want to go, where they truly want to go. If they continue to have those belief systems. Okay. So I'll just answer based on what you just said. Okay. So, so we are so much more flexible than we give ourselves credit for. We have somehow pinned personality as stagnant and inflexible when in fact it is flexible. I mean, Dr. Joe Dispenda talks about your personality creates your personal reality, but it's all flexible. Like you can change all of that. You can become somebody who is um, intimately reliant on their intuition. It is a reliable, trustful, valid, lo- you know, logical methodology. You can switch um, out of a state of fear pretty easily when you learn to recognize what it actually is and don't pin it on a lack of worth. You know, beliefs are self-replicating. The whole reason beliefs are, are here or to create some level of stability, because if they weren't here, we'd all think we were psychotic. Things would be shifting and changing at a rate that we could not, our psyche could not keep up with. So negative beliefs are self-replicating in nature. So there's some level of stability and you don't freak out and think you've gone insane. However, that being said, usually the stronger they get, the closer you are to blowing them up and shifting because they sense it's sort of like they're, they're um, do you remember the movie um, where the, all of the emotions, uh, it's a Pixar film. We're given personalities, um, joy. Oh, what's okay, it called? Heard of the, what is Inside it? Out, Inside I, Out. Okay, I've heard of that. I'm so like, I haven't watched movies in a long, like long time. I'm... Okay, but they, the inside out is basically personifying emotions, right? And giving them some level of personality and flexibility. And we need to do the same thing. And, and we, and, you know, just everything is fluid and flexible. It really is. And you can change your relationship with 
how you veer, view negative emotions, how you feel yourself captivated by them, um, shifting from them. When you, it, it's, it's all up for flexibility. You can do it. And I know there's somebody listening to this saying, you know, okay, well, that's all well and fine when I'm like feeling normal, but like, what about like in the moment that I'm like mm-hmm. losing my flipping crap? Like, how do I change my mind <laughs> in the moment? <laughs> because. Okay. Two things. First off, don't run away from the emotion. Don't, don't drink it up that night and try to forget about it. Don't try to somehow anesthetize yourself to the fact that you're feeling this emotion because the emotion is indicative of a of an active belief. Good news, good news, good news. The second thing is um, understand that energy has momentum and it builds itself like an avalanche. So the time to change it is not in the midst of the storm. It's got too much energy. It's like somebody going, just calm down. You're like, I'm not going to calm down. <laughs> Not the time to try and negotiate with your emotional state of being. Write it out, take a nap, try again the next day. Not the time, folks, not the time. You need to to add some introspection when you're on the other side of it. You know, I had to start with keeping my mouth shut in regards to things like comments to my kids. You know, if I was feeling like things were happening, even with other people, I had to just start by shutting my mouth and stop putting energy into the things that I did not want, right? Because that's what we do. We complain with our friends about the things that we don't like. Guess what? You're putting energy energy into building more of the things you don't like. So just shut your mouth. Stop putting energy into it. It's okay if it it rages inside, but just stop participating in it. Because that's the energy that you'll attract. You'll attract a lot more of it when you continue to, when you continue to, it's like the law of attraction. When you continue to talk about negative things and how, you know, your life is just going downhill. And, you know, I, I I just, you know, the things that people say to themselves and to others, you know, because what we encounter most is thoughts. Anyway, I was reading a devotional this morning and it's like, you know, we have, and it's on toxic thinking. So this is actually very timely. And, um, it was like, we have like, around like 60,000 thoughts a day Mm -hmm. and, and how we, we think, but okay, back to what you were saying with like not doing it in the moment. I, I absolutely, that's, I agree with that. Like you have to like allow yourself to feel that emotion. Don't try to suppress it with a drug or alcohol Mm -hmm. or, you know, just completely like diverting it, but allow yourself to feel it, let it go and then reflect. Mm -hmm. I love that. And that's, I I hope that the listeners can get a lot from that as well, because I I think that's the great way to handle it. Hey, do you want to join this conversation? Do you have input that you would love to give? Join Level Up with Liv Facebook community for badass spiritual women. It's all about accountability and motivation. And we talk about these podcasts as well. The link to join is in the show notes below. And also just to say that I'm, I'm all for venting. Like if there's a way that you can do it, if there's a safe person to talk about things that are bothering you, but there's two different ways. Like there's the sort of a therapeutic kind of talk. And then there's, I'm just going to 
bitch about it, you know, and, and, and complain. And there's that for the energy of like, which isn't, uh, I don't believe a therapeutic nature to it. It's just making it bigger. <laughs> right. No, there's definitely, I, and I'm not tall. I'm not, I, I cannot stand like toxic positivity. I believe that mm-hmm. we're supposed to feel all of our emotions in life because if we don't yeah. feel pain, like, do we really, really know true joy? Like, seriously, I mean, I'm such an emotional person, like, but, but seriously, like, do you really know the, the differences? Um, and when you're numbing yourself with other things or, you know, at some point you're going to have to address what you're avoiding. Yeah, <laughs> we all do. And just remember, it's just telling you what your active belief is and your belief can change. And when the belief changes, the emotional state will change. It will. So are there any like reflective journaling um, ideas that you have or other like ways to help with that reflective process? So here's another sentence that will help guide you and determine what is the best way to investigate those reflective kinds of things for, for me, I do like to write, I do like to do all sorts of different things, but here's the sentence. So follow your highest level of excitement from the choices that you have before you in any given moment, take it as far as you can take it to, you can't take any farther. Don't make an assumption about what that excitement is supposed to translate to and stay in as much of a positive mindset as you can. So given that formula, if you're like, all right, what do I do now? If your choices are, maybe you could journal, maybe you could take a run, maybe you could you know, record yourself talking about it. Like whatever is the most exciting thing for you to do is the most productive and healing thing for you to do because it's your intuition telling you go this way because this is going to be leading you to a healthier state because passion is like or excitement or interest or curiosity is um the the way that you know something is the path of least resistance for you it's that energy of excitement but be careful too, that you're not looking, you're not like journaling so that you can change your reality, right? You're not making an assumption about what that is supposed to do. That's where people get caught too, is they make assumptions about what that passion or excitement or thing is supposed to be. Cause then they're looking, they're, they're journaling to change my reality versus for self-reflection or, you know what I mean? Yeah. To just, and I think that, that also taps into being like there's a necessity to be self like why am I forgetting what that word is right now? I talk about it all the time. Self-aware, yeah. being self there. That's what I'm talking about. Being <laughs> self-aware, like so many people yeah. like, okay, I'm going to journal because, you know, they suggested I journal, but I'm going to just, um, you know, say what I want my life to be, not really talk about what I'm going through, just, you know, continue to avoid what the real issue is and, yeah. you know, not look at like how I can learn from this or grow from this or anything like that. I'm going to just be like, yeah. I got so mad because they were doing this to me and blah, 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 blah. And I'm so afraid and, you know, continue right. to perpetuate the things that they are trying to work through, but you can't, you can't yeah. work through the things that you're not working on. Yeah. Self-awareness is massive. It is massive, massive, massive. When you are aware of what you're doing, why you're doing it, and when you're connecting the dots, you know, it, it's huge. It's huge. I, I've learned that it's like, you know, don't bullshit yourself. 
you can try to bullshit everybody else, but you gotta be real with yourself. Like, like it's just, uh, yes, that's, that's part of the issue is like, we get in our heads and we, we think that we can outthink our emotional spectrum. It's like, no, you can't because your emotions are telling you what active beliefs you have going on. And until you begin to address the correlation and figure out, all right, I, I really believe I'm not worthy, or I really believe I can't do this thing. And then start from there and be like, really now, wait a second, that person did it, which is proof that it is possible. It's possible. So I need to question this, this whole belief I got going on. that's causing me to feel this way. Um, and when you talk about what's interesting, talk about self-awareness, like this is a whole nother rabbit hole, but when people talk about other people, how other people made them feel, um, when we, when you understand that reality is a reflection of how you feel, it's the reason you're connected with this person having this experience is because that is resonant within you. It takes on a whole nother level of self-awareness and like aha moments like, oh, so me, it's my reality. I create my reality. I connected on a vibrational level with this person. And the reason I feel like they're, a, you know, a jerk is because I feel that within myself. Like it's, it's, it's me that's creating this perception of that person. Cause they're not a jerk to everybody. I just feel like they're a jerk to me. So it's, it's me. It's my relationship with them. It's how I perceive them. It's the energy within me. Cause I couldn't have that relationship if it wasn't active in me. I, I do want to like say something. I want to ask actually something. Well, what do you do when you got a narcissist? Because like <laughs> that, I feel like the narcissist, man, that, that's a hard one. Cause it's like, how did, like, I wonder sometimes how did I attract this into my life? Because yeah, I'm like, okay. I, I, I almost like sometimes I'll see it as a mirror. Like, okay, that's something I need to change about myself. But then at other times I'm like the same me, that, that right there, that's, that is a whole different. Okay. So here's, here's a way to look at it. You do not control other people, right? We do not, we cannot control another person. They have their own reality. They are, they are experiencing things for their level of self-awareness, et cetera, et cetera. The question becomes, how am I convening with this person at this moment? Sometimes there are, are, it's, it's a vibrational coherence somehow. What has brought that into a person's life? I don't know because it's, it's some vibration of fear or lack that they're filling the space of. Their resonance is something equal because even nice people have fears. I, I, I'm a person who was, it was like anxious and fearful and I was a nice person. But that aspect of fear attracted this individual who I had this experience with in personal development, who I paid 20K to, and there was nothing that came from it except for everything I'm doing now. At that point, it was a massive sense of victimization. How could I have attracted someone who would, who would, who would subjugate me in this way? How could I have done this? I'm a really nice person. I'm a loving person. That person, not so much, right? Like there's a sense of victimization that goes on. But in hindsight, I was resonant with what he was scooping out. I was resonant with it, even as a nice person. Otherwise I would not have had that experience. Mm -hmm. So I had to change. It was a lack of self-confidence. It was a lack of sense of self that I was trying to cover up that he exposed for me on a very real level. 
but each individual has to assess what is what is our vibrational connection? Where is it in me? And sometimes it can be that these kinds of experience show up to show us how much we've changed. Because if you react to it differently and respond to it differently, it showed up to show you, oh, wait, I'm not the same anymore. Thank you, person, for showing me that I'm not the same anymore. Or are we just repeating cycles and in, in going through this? And um, but it, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's, we, we co-create with people. We meet on a vibrational level and unless we're willing to understand how we can elicit this from this person and experience it from them, then we're still on a low level of self-awareness. Thank you so much for all of the value you've added in this podcast. We talked about so many things beyond fear, you know, how to actually work through and process those emotions. And then the authenticity part for me really helped it. Then, you know, the, the information on how we attract the type of people we attracted to our lives and really just being self-aware. Like I appreciate you so much, Allison, for being on again, guys, her links are in the show notes below. It was a pleasure having you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Empowered Woman Badass and Unfiltered Podcast. If you found any value in this, please consider sharing and subscribing. Now go out and be a badass. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.